Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hockey News on the E! podcast presented by BetMGM. I'm Jacob Stoller from the Hockey News alongside Justin Cohn from the Fort Wayne Journal-Gazette. And we are joined by the most, probably the most interesting owner you'll find in the ECHL, the Allen Americans, former NFL player, Miles Jack. Miles, we are amped up to have you here. How you doing, man? Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Um, very excited. Very excited to get this venture going and uh, show what the Allen Americans are going to do. But thank you guys for having me, for sure, first and foremost. Absolutely. And your mother is an owner as well of the team, correct? Correct, yeah. So um, we, we kind of split it 70-30. Uh, um, she's, she's got a good good hand on operations. She's been doing that. You know what I mean? I've been playing football my whole life. So mm-hmm. um, it's always good to run a good family business, get everybody involved, try to you know put people in position to do their thing. So it's always great. So is she doing the 70 and you the 30 or the other way around? <laughs> it depends. But like some days, <laughs> I think today she definitely did the 70 today. But yeah, there's, there's a couple of days where I get my 70 in too. So. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, tell us how this came together. How did you two get to becoming the uh, majority owners of uh, the Allen Americans? Um, so kind of like my third or fourth year in the league, um, right before COVID, I got opportunity to invest in the Jacksonville Iceman. So from there, I just kind of watched um, Andy Kaufman, who's the owner over there, and just kind of learned from him, saw what he was doing, and then he jumped into the Savannah team. So then I grabbed a minority piece of that as well. So just continuing to learn the business, um, becoming a huge fan of hockey, because to be honest, I like was never exposed to it, but all it took was one game and I was hooked. And then um, from there, uh, the opportunity came up um, to just on a team and there were a couple places that we were looking at and trying to make it work but it just didn't end up working and then all of a sudden the Allen americans kind of fell in my lap and it was it was a blessing so i'm very excited well and that's an awesome team to to have a part of because they've got uh, quite a few championships under their belts and they've yeah. really cornered the market down there in double a hockey how exciting is that for you very exciting um very exciting to just kind of get things back to where they were um and bring that bring that winning brand of, of hockey that that the Allen knows, man. To win four championships in a row, that 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 says something. <laughs> so I gotta ask, what you talked about took you one game. You know, Pat McAfee on his show, he has a segment now called Hockey is Awesome, where he just hypes it up. Okay. And he's relatively like new to it. But tell us about that one game you saw that got you hooked. Was it an Iceman game? Uh yes, it was an Iceman game. So it was prior to me actually investing in, and I just kind of yeah. got invited to a game, and I was like, man, why did I know about this? Like they're fighting, <laughs> they're they're zipping fast. Like it's it's different. Like when you're right on that box and you see how hard they're slamming each other in and falling on the ice, and it's it, it makes no sense. But it's it's like the greatest sport ever. I feel like like it's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you're a guy that hit like a truck too, so you must really appreciate the the physicality of this. Yeah, sport. absolutely. But to fall on ice, man, that that's yeah, that's a different game. <laughs> <laughs> we falling on grass and on turf, but to to get hit and have to skate on ice and then the fist fights where you're holding and you gotta like 
throw your best punch and keep your balance. Is, <laughs> there's nothing like it, man. Nothing like it. So I'm, I'm going to bet those players down in Allen, they probably tried to get you on the ice. Has that happened yet? Yeah, I actually, um, <laughs> I kind of scooted along the ice. I was I was holding the edge of the rink, so I got my first taste of actually ice skating. They said I did better than they thought. I didn't fall, so that's a good thing. But, um, yeah, slowly I'm going to give me a pair of skates, man, and just just learn the art. But, no, those guys are on another level, man, and it's it's been great. It's been great. So being an ECHL owner, you learned as a minority, you know, share with the Jacksonville team. Now you're uh, the owner of the Allen Americans. What's that like for you? Like how much involvement do you have? What are the things that you're doing? And how does that really work from your vantage point? So the cool thing about me is obviously the NFL and hockey are completely, NHL is completely different, but just being a player. So from a player's perspective, like um, simple things like food, just having the right equipment, the right um, nutrition, um, recovery programs. I mean, it's, we're all athletes at, this, at the end of the day, so we want the same things. And me, I have that player perspective. So I just wanted to make it clear to everybody in the building, like if they, we're, we're here for the players. Like that's the most important thing, because without them, we're, we're, we're just talking. You know what I mean? So I try to make sure that anything that they need or I'll go through the trainer and just make sure everything's taken care of for sure. So that's the main thing right now is getting everything situated so that way they can just go out there and skate, man. That's all I want them to do. You know, I get a lot of people who like, oh, they're like celebrity owner. Right. He's not really going to be involved. He's not going to have his hands on, on the right. franchise. It seems like you you are. You're going to be involved. You're You're embracing what you can do with this. Absolutely. Um, I, I see the bigger vision and I, I just see that um, in order to run a business, I mean, from a sports venture to anything, a mom and pop, anything, you have to be boots on the ground. You have to be there every day. You have to be talking to people and you have to cre create those relationships with your team. Because the most important thing is your team. Like me, myself, I couldn't get this done by myself. And I'm blessed to have a great team around me. And we keep that open line of communication and it's, it's phenomenal. But me personally, I would definitely be very involved in, in everything. Like I want to ride on the bus on away games with them. And you know what I mean? Like when we go up to Wichita, I want to do that. Like I definitely, definitely going to be involved. So yeah. <laughs> See, now I'm mad that Alan's not playing Fort Wayne this year because that's, uh, like yeah, I'll be up. I would have been up there. <laughs> See, we, we might have Jalen Smith at games here too. Like, like he showed up to one of his first comic games a few years ago. And he, you could tell he was like, Oh, I'm into this. Yeah. <laughs> No, so, that's awesome. So, Miles, I'm curious. As someone that has gone to your boots on the ground, you've gone to know the players, what have you taken away from the players that are in the ECHL? Of course, you've been in NFL training camps where guys are grinding and OTAs and, you know, training camps to even get a roster spot. And in the ECHL, these guys are really in the trenches trying to make it to the next level. Right. What's that been like to see that from your vantage point? I mean, it's... it's my from well just to see how they grind and they put in put in the work every day like i've been going to practices since i've been here and just seeing them get after it um these guys obviously at the end of the day they want to get to the nhl and i'm here for that that's what i want them to do too so for me i'm trying to ease that process as smooth as possible you know what i mean that way all they have to do is go skate they can get up out of here go to the nhl and do their thing and they just spread the word and all the good players that want to come to the Allen Americans, you know, we'll, we'll take care of you. So that's that's kind of the reputation I want to have. And I understand that these guys are they're They're playing for the love of the game and they they want to get to that next level. So it's, it's a different game. It's a different game. And you definitely have to take care of those guys because hockey is not a soft sport at all. <laughs> Something I noticed from the introductory press conference, I think your mother, Lasonia, was talking about this, was mm -hmm. how involved this team and you all are going to be. Uh, you have a foundation. 
uh, Habitat for Humanity was mentioned, mm-hmm. working with veterans, making sure you get um, young people in and around Allen involved in hockey. I'm sure I'm missing some things, but how important is it for you to embrace not just the hockey aspect, but the community aspect and getting people involved with the sport, uh, you know, in what's a, a, a diverse uh, uh, market of sports? You know, it's hard Absolutely. for double-A hockey to, to hit in the Dallas area. Absolutely. Um, you definitely want to touch the community as much as possible. Um, get the word back out there, man. Get Allen American banners in, in different stores and um, do business with, with, with local business. I think that's the most important thing. If you if you neglect the community, the community is going to neglect you. And I've always been big on just making sure I give back, um, giving kids opportunities. A lot of like me as a kid, I never went ice skating, never even really knew about hockey. Like, you know what I mean? So to give a kid a chance to just get on skates and move around and, and, and see what it's like and see, okay, this is this might be another avenue for me to do something that I may or may not like. And I think that's the most powerful thing is to continue to impact the youth in a positive way. So very excited and definitely want to do a lot of business with with, with local business. That's the main thing. So definitely want to get a firm grasp of Allen, get that high school football team in there, man, get everybody involved. And uh, yeah, definitely do that. To watch more from our show or any of our other shows, go to THN.com slash podcasts. Well, I, I bought some land out there, so I stay out there. But um, every day, like I get up, go to practice, go to their practice. Then I go to the gym, work out. And then I'll just kind of drive all around North Texas. I like land, so I'm kind of looking north to see where I could find something. But, yeah, I've been doing my own little Zillow searches where I'm just looking at properties and going through that and just kind of making a list of what I do and don't, don't like because eventually I'm going to be out there. So, yeah, just some interest rates and, you know, a yeah. lot of the home prices, man, have quadrupled in Texas since COVID. <laughs> so trying to make it make sense, but I get it right. <laughs> in your in your post-playing career, like how awesome has it been to be on, you know, still involved in a professional sports team and own the team and have that kind of drive and passion? You still want to win. Like, what's it like to still be able to harness that? It's a blessing because the, the main thing as a sports guy, and I think any say for example the military is that camaraderie you know being with your guys every day having those those people that you can count on depend on those guys that you go through hard times tough losses and big wins and you make those memories and to now have the opportunity to step from football and then continue to you know i'm i'm the same age as a lot of the players so i can relate to them if we want to talk about anything i'm pretty much i'm game for it so i think now having that new sense of like new camaraderie is cool, man. Cause hockey guys, they're not, they're not soft guys, man. They, they tough, man. <laughs> so it's fun. So hockey is, is uh, really needs to get more diverse. Uh, you yeah, and your mother absolutely. are the first black owners in ECHL history. And there's only been one black owner of a, a professional hockey team before. And that was more than 20 years ago in the central okay. hockey league at Youngstown. His name was Herb Washington, also a former professional athlete. Um, What does this mean for you? I mean, you know, we're trying to diversify the sport. This is such an important moment to have ownership. Um, You know, what does this mean for you as a black man in America? No, I think I think it's great because I mean, to be honest, when you think of hockey, you know what I mean? It's not typically affiliated with, with black people. So that's just an honest discussion. But um, like I said, man, all it takes is one game. If you if you get people in in the arena and they watch and they see the, how fast it's going, see the goal, hear that goal horn go off, see a couple good fights, you know what I mean? Is is you're gonna be hooked. So I feel like I can be that bridge to show people, hey man, just 
just just see a game. If you don't like the game, which a hundred percent of people, nobody's ever left a hockey game and like, oh man, this is terrible. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm definitely glad to be that bridge that I can kind of bring people that normally wouldn't go to a hockey game. Now now they're coming to hockey games. So it's really cool. Have you tried to recruit any of your former teammates or friends in football being like, hey, like I own a hockey team now, come check it out? Or like you gotta you gotta keep up with the Allen Americans? Like, how's that been? Yeah, I'm definitely spreading the words. You know, the guys, the guys are kind of in their own world, but I'm definitely spreading the word. I'm like, hey, man, in the offseason, just come check out what I'm working on. You know what I mean? See what I got. And I'm definitely going to get some guys in there. Right now, they're in the season, so they're going through that grind right now yeah, and yeah. everything, figuring that out. But definitely, I'm I'm going to definitely try to get some celebrities, some big-name guys to come in and out. And, uh, you know, maybe one day we get Kyler Murray in there or something, man. I'm just throwing it out there. But, uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, definitely trying it. to figure it out. You know what it'd I mean? Be, it'd be crazy if you could get them uh, to wear Al American hats during post-game press conferences. Hey? That would be awesome. I don't know if the NFL <laughs> would really like that. That's but, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. ECHL <laughs> but, would love it, though. So, but, I mean, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll put some money to the side and pay their fine and we'll make it all work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like you've landed with the perfect team, though, because as you're talking, I'm thinking about Allen and they always have they always have physical teams like right. I'm sure you know by now like guys like Mikhail Robodeau like the right. there's gonna be hard hitters down there they play offensively charged hockey mm-hmm. like this is the perfect brand of hockey it seems for you who likes the excitement of it man it's, it's it's gonna be awesome that that home opener and just seeing what those guys did last week they played a tough Idaho team and you saw the fight we were down a couple guys but I mean everybody sees what we're capable of and we just have to continue to build up on that momentum. Um, make sure the players are taken care of, make sure their needs are met so that way they can just go out there and skate and do their thing, man. That's all I really care about. But nah, Coach, Coach Costello is 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 about putting that puck in the net, man. That's the main thing. And then on defense, we we trying to knock out a couple front teeth. So it's gonna be fun, man. <laughs> Did you look up Chad's stats yet? Because he was a ridiculous. Sport. He's the man. Like he is he is legendary. And you know, he the the great thing about him is see he's so focused on the players and he's so humble. But at the end of the day, man, he he's a legend legendary coach, and I'm I'm blessed that this opportunity fell. And I have a great coach, and I, I told him I said, Coach, you you know what to do. I'm not about to tell you anything to do. So do your thing, run the team, and I, you got my support 100, percent 1,000 percent. So it's gonna be fun, man. It's interesting because in the NFL, there's obviously there's a practice squad, but and there's you know the XFL or the CFL or whatever, but there's no right. minor league, right? So right, right. I, I'm kind of curious, like what you think, because I'm sure you went to camp with a lot of guys that were good ball players. You guys didn't have room in the 53, right? And you know those guys just there's not enough jobs. So, like, what do you think about maybe could football you think benefit from a minor league system? It probably won't happen, but do you be yeah. a good idea? I, it's 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 tough from like. That's the cool thing now is I'm on the other side. So now yeah. I can see the financials and the logistics <laughs> and totally. how things, yeah, how things yeah. really work. So um just kind of looking at the logistics, the NFL, they've 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 got a formula that they've figured out that is is gonna be tough. I mean, you yeah. got 32 billionaires all putting their money together. That's that's tough. So if we could get something like that in the NFL, I definitely think it would be beneficial. It's just it's been tough for those leagues. It's been yeah. really tough. But the blessing about hockey is, like you said, you have leagues like this where guys have an opportunity to show their stuff um, and, and put their brand online and, and be able to get a chance to go to the AHL or the NHL. So that's what I'm all about. I'm trying to put as many guys in the NHL as possible. That would, that would be the biggest brag for me. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that would be really cool. 
Jake, there's there's minor leagues in football. It's called the NCAA. Come on. <laughs> That's on minor leagues. They own no, Saturday, they man. They get paid more than guys in the league now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think they always did, but we couldn't talk about it. Yeah, back then. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. It's only going on the internet. We won't talk anymore. All right. So so I feel like we need to make sure that you know, first okay. first hat trick, you gotta throw your hat on the ice, right? You, you know that, right? I you don't get you. it back. Yeah. No, I'm still learning the culture, so put me on for sure. I'm definitely <laughs> what is the speaking of the culture and things like like that what is the weirdest or strangest or quirkiest thing that you've learned about hockey or hockey culture that you were like what is going on or like what is this or anything uh, weird about the sport i i mean for the most part i get everything but i think it's just the art of the fighting man like they really they really are hitting each other as hard and, as yeah. they can and then after the fight it's kind of like a mutual respect you know yeah, what i mean yeah, and it's sure. like a you know what I mean? All right, that was a good fight, man. Yeah. So that's that's kind of that's that's cool, man. That is is at the end of the day, it's never it never goes that deep. You know what I mean? It's a part of the game, and you have to respect it, man. I, I love it, man. I love it. The hockey that's a good fight point. When, when, when football players through. say that when, again. When football when football players fight, there's no moment at the end like, hey, good scratch. Yeah, buddy. no, you know, like... meet me in the tunnel. Like you know, I'll see you after the yeah. It gets crazy. It gets obnoxious. Yeah. you know what I mean. But at least hockey, you can get it out real quick. See who's the best fighter, and then it's like, all right, bro. Like at this point, all right. <laughs> so nah, man, it's it's great, man. It's a blessing, and I'm I'm very excited to be a part of this, man. And um, definitely bridge the gap on a lot of things because. This is a sport that I feel like is gonna when people catch on to it, it's gonna is it's gonna go like a wildfire, man. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, Miles Jack, new uh co-owner of the uh Allen Americans with his mother with Sonia. We appreciate you stopping by. This was awesome. Hopefully we can uh check in with you later in the season, see Definitely. how everything's going and you get your feet wet. Definitely, man. Definitely keep me on the line. But I appreciate you guys having me very much. So absolutely. Thanks, Thanks, Miles. Thank you. Well, Justin, I think we should fold the show because I don't know what we're going to get better than that other than Miles Jack coming back. That was awesome. It's always great. Like, it's not the first athlete from another professional sport that I've been around, like, when they're just getting to see hockey. Like, I mentioned Jalen Smith. You know, there's there's a lot of pro athletes from Fort Wayne, and I'll usually be in the press box. And they usually come up at the invitation of the owners and you can sort of see that they've like never been to a hockey game before. I don't really understand what I'm looking at, but boy, I like it. And then they start coming back and then they get really into it. And I feel like there's a little bit of that with Miles Jack. Um, it's got to be crazy, though, to be to play at the highest level of the NFL and then watch players at the highest levels of hockey and understand some of the similarities and then some of the big differences of what they do. You know what I mean? Like people argue about, you know, the toughest players, are they in the NFL or are they in hockey? Maybe we should have asked him that, but you know, I'm sure he's got a, an appreciation now for, yeah. you know, just the rigors of that. And after he watches them for a couple of months and sees that, you know, they're playing three games in three nights every weekend <laughs> and doing that hitting. And yeah. Fighting, I know, think it's I don't know. I think it's just cool. Like when he was talking about not only just being involved with the community and stuff, but getting people a chance to like check out a hockey game that maybe normally wouldn't, or wouldn't even think to go see a hockey game. And he seems a big proponent of the sport. And as I mentioned, like Pat McAfee now was doing like that hockey is awesome segment, getting people from other sectors, like other sport athletes appreciating the game and kind of sharing it can only be a good thing for the league. And also in minor league sports where, you know, 
being creative and, and bringing people in the seats. Like he seems like he's got all the tools on the drive to really push and do that. Yeah. I mean, I think excitement goes a long way. Totally. Obviously, obviously having the bankroll helps. Um, but you know, just any owner that gets really excited and invested in the day-to-day operations is, is good because we do have owners in this league that are, you know, far away from their teams Maybe they're not boots on the ground. Maybe it's just business and not passion for them. Um, so, you know, like I said, you know, people were asking me like, oh, is this just a name? Is this just for show? Is this just for marketing? No, I mean, that's what I thought it was. I was wrong. He's he's mm-hmm. into this. He's he's going to be a part of it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it rubbed off on me. Like my excitement about Alan was rubbed off from him. <laughs> Are we Alan American fans or what? Like, I mean, I think we should just be homers from this point on. How can you not root for them? <laughs> you know, there's a lot to like down there. Did you know they're one of the few teams that have cheerleaders? I did not. No, I did not. Yes. That is, yes. That's interesting. Last time I went down there, I actually came home with a poster for my daughter of the Alan American cheerleaders. Like, well, look at that. You know, it's, it's a very different vibe down there. It's a, it's it's Texas. a lot of fun. Yes, yeah, cool. it's very Texas. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, all right, let's get to our team of the week. The Trois-Rivières Lions, the ECHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. They're starting out 3-0-0. They had a home-and-home sweep of the Maine Mariners and a 4-1 to victory against the Worcester Railers. <laughs> I believe the Worcester Railers. Yeah, Worcester. You're going to get it. You're going to get there. Um, look, Trois-Rivières, that was the most surprising team of the opening week of the season for me. Um, you know, they had all kinds of off ice things going on with them. They now have a new coach and GM in Ron Schul. Uh, you know, we covered that a few episodes ago, but you know, when you have all these changes continually with management, with coaching, with ownership, you know, you do start to wonder, well, you know, are they worrying enough about the on ice product? And then last season, the on ice product with Trois Riviere, it, it wasn't great. They were 29, 40 and three. They were sixth in the North Division. They missed the playoffs. It was a big step back from their first season when they were 34, 29, and six, third in the North, and they made it to the playoffs and they lost to Newfoundland in the first round. Um, so I did not have huge expectations for Trois Rivieres. Uh, and you don't want to read too much into one week, but they looked awfully good. Uh, the guy that really stood out for me was Jakob Novak. Uh, he's got an interesting backstory. Uh, his NHL rights were acquired from Ottawa for future considerations. Now he was an unsigned NHL player. So this is Mm -hmm. just his rights. If I'm understanding all this. So they still had to get his ECHL playing rights though. The Canadians did for him to play in Trois-Rivières. Well, his ECHL rights oddly were with the Norfolk Admirals. So wait, so he had he had yeah. signed with them in between so, there, or they protected well, him? I'm confused. So it's it's very confusing. This is one of those. This is like a deep dive into ECHL rules. Last season, he played with the Allen Americans. Yeah, okay? 
He had seven goals, 12 points in 14 games. Makes sense that he was with Allen because Allen is the ECHL affiliate of Ottawa, even though he hadn't yet signed an NHL deal with Ottawa. Teams often try to get those guys just out of college. We want to get them in our system, take a look at them, even if they haven't signed with us yet. Okay, so then for whatever reason, Ottawa decides, you know what, we're not going to sign him. We're going to ship him to Montreal. But because he had signed with Allen, Allen had his ECHL rights. Now, Allen, in the offseason, traded Novak's ECHL rights to Norfolk to complete an earlier deal for a player that we talked about last week, Eric Williams. Okay, so this is all very complicated. This stuff goes on. Like, Norfolk could have sat there and said, no, 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 we're going to squat on his ECHL rights. So if you want him playing here, um, you know, you're going to have to give us something more than future considerations. But they worked it all out. Hopefully you followed all that. Yeah, no, so that makes sense. now he's in Trois-Rivières. And just to, to he played in college. He played at Bentley and then Northeastern. Uh, he's a big body guy, six foot three, 215 pounds, really good stick handler. He had a very nice goal in the opening weekend where he skates in the offensive zone, uh, left left wing. He's a left-handed shot. He floats over to his right and then snaps the puck on an unsuspecting goaltender and goal. And then he's playing main, and then he's coming on the other direction, totally dismantles the main defenseman, um, scores again. So he's got two goals and five points in those first three games. Seems to have all the tools to, uh, of a guy who could be a, an AHL player. Like I said, size, speed, stick handling, checked all those boxes, saw it all in the first weekend. Matthew Boucher, that's another guy I want to talk about. He is not the big body. He's five foot nine, 180 pounds. He is a guy that we are familiar with uh, at the ECHL level. Uh, he was a beast with Utah in 2021. I actually used to do this ECHL fantasy league uh, just for my readers. And Matthew Boucher was a popular pick for players every week uh, just because he was reliable. He was consistent. Um, last season, split between Belleville of the AHL and Iowa of the ECHL. Uh, when I think of him, I think of a lot of shots from the circles, a lot of good backdoor passes, either delivering them or receiving them. He's got two goals and four points for the Lions so far. And then I'll mention two other things. Cedric Monmini, uh, nothing new here. He's been a really good player for the Lions for years. 19 goals, 46 points, and 112 penalty minutes, by the way, last year in just 65 games for the Lions. He also has two goals and four points this season. The early questions for me with the Lions are in goaltending. Right now, they've got Joe Verbedek. He played 28 games last season with Trois-Rivières. He was 14-12-0, 320 goals against, 896 save percentage. Wasn't a very good team. He did show some things, but we got to see, can he be a true number one? The other guy that they have played so far this season is Zachary Bouthillier. I actually saw him break in with Fort Wayne a few years ago. He's only 23. He was in the LNAH uh, for a couple minutes last season. So now he's back in the ECHL. So I'm not sure they're going to ride with those two guys all season, but 
it's a good start. Really, really, uh, that was the team that stood out to me, like that made me like, whoa, I wasn't quite expecting that from Trois Riviere. So good start for them. Absolutely. Now let's shift over to some NHL prospects right now uh, in the ECHL, particularly Philip Daoust, who had a nice weekend with the Allen Americans, two goals and four points uh, in that series. It's weird. He kind of fell off the radar. He was a pretty, you know, he signed an ELC with the Senators. He had seven points in nine games in the AHL last year. How or why is this guy in the in the ECHL? Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's kind of fallen through the cracks, but injuries, you know, he's got to prove after missing almost all of last season with an injury that he's healthy again, that he can be productive and then he'll move up. Uh, He was a sixth round NHL pick in 2020. Uh, He's a speedy guy, Uh, had 24 goals and 47 points in the QMJHL with St. John. That was in only 38 games. 24 goals, 47 points in 38 games with St. John. So I would expect he would tear it up at this level. He's still only 21. Mm-hmm. And I am seeing more and more of these younger prospects populating the ECHL. So he's a real exciting guy that I was kind of like, what's he doing at this level? But I feel like it's injuries. Let's let him get his feet wet again. And then he can maybe move up again uh, into the AHL. But uh, a nice start for him with Allen, uh, two goals and four points so far for them. Um, yep. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say like he he did have like he had seven points in nine games to start the year last year in the AHL. Then he gets shut down with an injury. I think it was a shoulder. So you know he's kind of playing catch up. But at this rate, he's kind of wouldn't you agree? He's one of those cases where probably here for a good time, not a long time at this rate. That's what I would think. And you know, again, the age like there is no reason in twenty twenty three that we should speed these guys up to the AHL level if they're still really young. You know, we talked about it first episode of the show last year, Sebastian Cosa, you know, the conventional thinking 15 years ago with a guy like Cosa would have been, you're either in juniors or you're in the AHL. Now we've built up the double A level. We've built up the ECHL. Let's use it. You know, let's let guys get used to playing at a little bit of a slower pace and get their feet wet instead of putting them up against true, you know, I don't want to say men, but, you know, bigger, more experienced players. So with a guy like Dawu, I like that we can let him catch his stride at the ECHL before we expedite his rise because he's only 21, right? That's true. A uh, couple other NHL prospects uh, I'd like to point out that we should be eyeing at this point. Uh, there was a nice story in Flow Hockey, by the way, uh, detailing a lot of these guys. I actually learned a lot from that one. Uh, Luke Prokop, we know this name, big yep. defenseman, six foot six. He is with the Atlanta Gladiators. I was a little surprised that he would be down there, but this is proving the point I just made. Last season, played in the Western Hockey League, had four goals and 21 points, and a plus 38 rating in 43 games for the Seattle Thunderbirds. Third round pick of the Nashville Predators. So, of course, we don't expect him to be down in the ECHL too long. Uh, We should also note he was the WHL's Humanitarian of the Year in 2022 for his advocacy of LGBTQIA rights and initiatives. He, too, is only 21. uh, So check him out with the Atlanta Gladiators because I don't think he'll be there very long. Cincinnati Cyclones, we are used to them having great goaltenders and great goaltending prospects. Right now, they've got two of them. One of them is Talon Boyko. 
He is a rookie Rangers prospect. He is sharing the net with Olaf Lindbaum. I'm expecting big things from both of them, but Boyko at this stage is probably the bigger NHL prospect, again, as a rookie. But Cincinnati has a long track record of ably developing uh, goaltending prospects. Hunter Jones with the Iowa Heartlanders. We've talked about him before. Uh, I got a great uh, tweet during a preseason game from a Fort Wayne fan. His words were, Hunter Jones should not be in the ECHL. And that is because he's one of these guys that has been saddled with a team that isn't very good, isn't very good defensively, and you cannot judge him necessarily by his statistics. I'm a big guy on throwing out save percentage, but Hunter Jones is the exception. Uh, I think Iowa is going to be better this year, but he, to me, is a legit NHL prospect. And when we talk about some guys that have made NHL debuts in the last couple of weeks, former goaltenders, Matt Tompkins, and last night, Hunter Shepard, who played against Fort Wayne in 2021 for the South Carolina Stingrays in the Kelly Cup Finals. He is now in the NHL. So those were both guys that, eh, would you have asked me based on their stats, are they going to make it to the NHL? No, but when you give them better defenses, you see a different narrative. And I feel like Hunter Jones could be one of those guys. Three more guys I'll give you as big NHL early prospects. Another goaltender with the Newfoundland Growlers, Vyacheslav Peska. He is paired right now with Dryden McKay. That is a more familiar name. But Peska is the more interesting prospect in the terms of he is coming out of Russia. So this is really our first look at him with extended North American hockey. He has looked good early. The Growlers have looked good early. So he is a guy to keep an eye on. We like Dryden McKay last year uh, for Newfoundland, so I like that duo. But in terms of just NHL potential, watching those two is going to be interesting. The Orlando Solar Bears have, I just love this name, defenseman Jeremy Biakabatuka. Why do I love this name? Because he is related to former Michigan running back Tim Biakabatuka. Jeremy is a St. Louis Blues prospect. He is a six foot four defenseman put up a ton of points in the queue for Charlottetown. I expect him to be a little bit physical as well. He looked really good in the Orlando game I watched last weekend. And I'll give you one last name, Trent Miner, goaltender with the Utah Grizzlies, uh, a prospect of the Colorado Avalanche. We saw in the playoffs last year how big a difference he can make. He joined Utah. They immediately stole the first two games of the playoffs from Idaho. He was a huge part of it. We all sat there saying, this is the difference a big AHL caliber goalie can make for a team. Trent Miner has proved it. I would expect him to be back up in the AHL sooner than later. At the beginning of the year, there's always that kind of crop, I would say, where it's like they're here now, but probably not for a while. The better idea right. of gauging like who could really graduate is kind of by November and December, right? Where that's where you see who really are quote-unquote ECHL players that can move up. These guys seem like they're here for a pit stop. Yeah, that I mean, that could be true. I mean, a lot of things to keep in mind. AHL coaches, hey, they're still trying to figure out their rosters too. I mean, they, totally. they basically start at the same time, right? Yes. Like, sometimes if we forget that, like the AHL teams, they're still figuring things out. Going to be guys going back and forth. At the ECHL level, you got an extra roster spot for the first month, so there's lots of changes there. 
But I, I agree with you. It's the guys that are still around like the first week in December that you have a better shot of those guys staying with you for a while. But then we tend to see more call-ups in like late March when we get towards the playoffs. But you're right. Some of these guys starting here, they could just be getting their feet wet. You know, you don't know. Toledo, I mean, is John Leatherman going to be here for the duration? Jan Bednar? I don't know. But uh, the rosters are definitely different now than they will be in a month. Absolutely. Should we end it off with coast to coast, Justin? Yeah, let's go through some just news and notes and comments from around the league. I want to give some cheers to Chaz Redekop. Uh, We've talked about him before, new defenseman with the Kalamazoo Wings. I think it was a big acquisition for him, for them. But something I noticed was before they even played, he was on social media making calls out to fans. He is a type 1 diabetic. He wanted to arrange tickets for fans with diabetes. He wanted to get to know them, to converse with them. I like seeing that type of stuff. Kalamazoo is a very community-driven team, so it's nice to see a new player sort of embracing that role, the opportunity to do something nice for the fans of the community and to get a positive message out there. Uh, Pavel Novak of Iowa, he's a 21-year-old Minnesota Wild prospect. Uh, He missed all of last season recovering from Hodgkin's lymphoma. He has scored a couple of goals this season, so nice to see him back on the ice doing some nice things for the Heartlanders. Um, One thing that was brought to my attention in Fort Wayne games is they're now using three TV timeouts. I shocked that fans even noticed this, but a lot of them were like, what's going on? Why do we have three TV timeouts? Well, here's what I found out. All ECHL teams are supposed to have three TV timeouts and it's less for TV and more for all the teams having enough time to get all of their sponsors acknowledged, all of their promotions, all of those things done. Not everybody has abided, but almost everybody is there now that Fort Wayne is there. I am told there are still three other teams holding out, but it's just an interesting thing that I'll be honest in the press box, other than the visiting broadcaster leaning over, how many TV timeouts do they have? Why are we missing one? I never would have noticed it. I would have never picked it up. Yeah. And one last thing I wanted to bring up. This is according to ECHL stats. Thought you might be interested in knowing the teams that have the most NHL and AHL contracted players to start the season. The most, uh, the highest number is 11 players with both the Fort Wayne Comets and the Norfolk Admirals. They have 11 guys on higher contracts. In Fort Wayne, that is very unusual. In Norfolk, that is also unusual, but has part to do with the fact that they basically have two affiliations this year. Uh, Second, or I guess third, with 10 higher level players is the Newfoundland Growlers. We are used to that. Orlando has nine. I was a little bit surprised with that. Orlando is an affiliate of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Then several teams have eight. Those are Adirondack, Cincinnati, Maine, Savannah, Trois-Rivières, Utah, Wheeling, and Worcester. And then with seven are Atlanta, Florida, Indianapolis, Kalamazoo, Kansas City, Tulsa. And if you want to just skip ahead to the low end, with only three right now. One is Allen. That doesn't surprise me. They don't typically have a lot of players from um, the Senators. But also with three, the Idaho Steelheads. Last year, they were loaded up by Dallas and Texas. Uh, I think they will get more loaded up as the season goes along. But as it stands today, 
only three players on NHL or AHL contracts for that. Good stuff, Justin. All right. Well, that caps off today's show. Thank you, Justin, but especially Miles Jack, the owner of the Allen Americans for coming on. That was awesome. We will be sure to have him on every week. No, I'm kidding. We'll have him on again at some point. <laughs> that was awesome. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week.